Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 16 from verse 13 to 20. That's our reading of this month. We asked each other the question last week, who do you say Jesus is? Matthew 16, we are reading from verse 13 to 20. I'm reading from the NIV, Matthew 13, 16, from verse 13 to 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Then Jesus turned to them, verse 15, and asked, But what about you? Who do, say, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name we ask that you help us to hear your word. Jehovah, without your help we cannot hear it. We cannot obey it. And... We cannot do it. Help us today. Protect us from the enemy who seeks to steal, kill, to destroy even your word and the deposit of it in your house today. Jehovah, I want to pray for each and everyone who has a distraction in their mind that you rid them of the distraction by the power of who you are. King of kings, may you be glorified today. In Jesus' name we all say amen. Guys, last week I shared that I love the Christmas season. So, Merry Christmas. Uh, let me try that again. Guys, last week I shared that I love the Christmas season. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Am I too late? Am I too early? I love the season. I shared last week that November 15th is the time our Christmas decorations go up. Can I hear hallelujah? Nisawa hata kama kuna hallelujah. Something I didn't share as well, that every Christmas season, everything I play must be Christmas music. I think I'm crazy. Yeah, that's me. So I love the season. I love, <laughs> I love the fact that I take it to remember who Jesus is. I look around for where the bushes are. Amen. But I also take time to think on Christ. And it is why we are talking about Jesus. We said last week that he was born of Mary. Born. Born. He didn't come magically from heaven. Voila, here I am, the savior of the world. Ah, Nine months. Mary went to the place. Jesus came just as you and I. The Bible tells us that his father was Joseph. 
that he had a childhood. I dare say, alichapo mangoto. Well, you accept it or not. <laughs> I reminded guys last week that the reason I love sharing about Christ, especially as the son of man, is I had a conversation with the staff team. Nika Oliza, guys, eh, this Jesus, do you think on him as a man that he went to the loo? At the pastor, you're crossing the line. Do you think that he had a difficulty in anything? Even in the games he played as a child. That was a perfect human being born. Ah, he was a man. He had struggles just like you and I. The Bible does not even explain to us what happened to him between the ages of 12 and 30. And I actually believe, I was going to share this at the end of last week's sermon, but I didn't. I actually believe one of the reasons Jesus' Jesus's life is not shared to us between the ages of 12 and 30 is because we would actually be very offended if we learned of what he went through. At, yeah, at Jesus. Ay, how? I want to go there with you guys, but now I'm going to a pastor. Some have said that when his life was not shown to us between 12 and 30, that he was in India or Tibet, learning other religions. <laughs> they're trying to account for his great powers and miracles by saying that he learned spiritual knowledge by secret teachings. At Jesus was traveling the world trying to find out all these religions, all these powers, all these... Jesus lived a life just like you and I. The same things you experienced, that we all experienced, that we went through, between the ages of 12 and 30, chances are Jesus went through them. He didn't disappear at age 12 and appear at age 30 saying, I am the son of God. You better bow down. Uh-uh, boss. He was a man just like you and I. We also said last week that the reason Jesus used the title son of man was to show how completely human he was. Today we want to see the reasons behind the humanity of Jesus. And I know the answer to the question, why was he human? Why did he come? Is to save you and I. That one I know. But why go through humanity? Why? What was the point of him being a man, staying for almost 34 years in this world, and then leaving? My question to you, now Sinipay, the obvious one, this is a question I'm asking. Why did Jesus come into the world as a man? Why? Who, who wants to shout out an answer? We are few, so and I know most of your names. So there's a quitter too. Did you lose the newlyweds? Ah, sit down, Lisa. Why do you think Jesus came as a man? Apart from the cross, which is the number one reason. You know I'm corner on the left? <laughs> Why do you think he came as a man? Any answers? Ama nikuje nikae pali uko. Butupe. Nikuje na microphone. 
Why do you think Jesus came as a man? Any answer? One answer? Dear. We can relate. He's, he was tempted in every way. That's what you said as well. So that we can relate to him. I believe that Jesus came, number one, to show us our origin. Where we came from. Who Jehovah is. Where we came from. What's our origin? Nilizaliwa too with my parents. Now I'm on earth. I'm supposed to do something and then die and disappear. Some of us, that's what, that's what we believe. I believe he came to show us our origin. Two, to show us how to overcome the limitations of this flesh. No wonder, now we can talk to him and say, Jehovah, I'm struggling with this, Maze. He came to show us how we can overcome the flesh. This cast body. And number three, he came to show us that this world is temporary. That there is a world after this. There is existence after you finish here. That this is just but a blip. It is very short. Hey, short. <laughs> short. And so, apart from the cross, I believe Jesus came to do that. And so, as we look at that slide, let me just go through these reasons. Number one, Jesus came to show us our origin. I want to read for us John 3.13 that tells us, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. God confirms this three times. That Jesus came from heaven, was his son, and he speaks from heaven, from the clouds to human beings, Maratatu. The first time, remember, is when he was being baptized. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Can you imagine if you are there listening? You say, eh, boss. So Kumbe God exists and he speaks. They heard his voice. Secondly, is at the transfiguration. Remember when Peter was like, hey, hey, boss, this transfiguration, we can't let it go like that. We have to put things here to remind us. And then Jesus, not Jesus, God comes and says, hey, this is my son, guys. Pay attention. Listen to what he tells you. Third time, John chapter 12, Jesus is almost going to the cross. The last supper is just almost. Now he's talking to his disciples. Telling them about the end of times. Then in finishing a conversation, he tells God, his father, Jehovah, glorify yourself. And a sound was heard from heaven, John chapter 12, that says, I glorify myself. This is my son. God was reminding each one of us through the things you're telling his son, that he is our creator. That is where we come from. And we know that because we saw Jesus with Mary and Joseph come through just like each one of us. And so my question to you is, do you really believe that God created you? I'm on a point to 
Ah, me I think me and my own person go. I will leave, I will die, I will go. Has 2021 so overwhelmed you? To the point, unangalia life, you're like, this Jehovah, that he created. I've never even heard his voice. Is that you in the house of God? Jesus confirms to us even our origin by when he taught his disciples how to pray. Remember when the disciples went to him and said, hey, imagine, uh, could you teach us how to pray? Because we are seeing the disciples of John. They, they know. Teach us. Jesus looks at them and tells them, when you pray, begin by saying, our Father who art in heaven. He was still teaching them that where we come from is from the Father. May you never forget, despite what life brings you away, that God is your Father. Can I hear an amen? Number two, Tumesema, that Jesus came to show us that we can overcome this lowly body of ours. You can overcome it. That this is not the end. Usiona ni menona, hallelujah. It's not the end. Amen? <laughs> Luke chapter 2 verse 45 Jesus is lost do you remember in the temple they've gone for the Passover celebration in verse 49 he tells his parents didn't you know I had to be in my father's business let me read another one Matthew 8 20 Jesus is asked by a teacher of the law whether they could follow him and what does he tell the teacher of the law? Foxes have dens. Birds have nests. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. Right before this, he had just healed Peter's mother-in-law. So he's from a healing, comes and tells guys, hey, and then in chapter 9, he tells those that are listening to him, the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus is trying to show us slowly by slowly, trying to remind us that despite our earthly form, we have authority. We have dominion. On one point, he's lost as a baby. And yet, I'm in my father's house. On one point, he's healing. The next minute, I have no home. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 8, Jesus tells the Pharisees that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Don't be told that But, Immediately after this, they're looking for food. They're actually picking from the farm, Naonakula. The Bible tells us they had no food to eat. The Lord of the Sabbath is picking food to eat. John 11, 35. Let me give you another one. Jesus who is weeping for his friend Lazarus. Weeping. Machos. And a few verses later, He's raising him from the dead. I hope you can see these contradictions. Jesus came to remind each one of us 
that despite our frailty bodies, frail bodies, our weak bodies, he's given us authority. So never look at the weakness in life and assume that's your death. Ah, imagine, uh, I can't. We say that a lot. What is it about where you are in life? Who you are? Your weaknesses, the things that overcome your flesh that are overwhelming you. And do you believe that in Christ you have dominion? A new kind of dominion. Genesis 1.28 tells us, I give you dominion over everything on earth. Subdue everything. Including what Paul said, your flesh. We are now joint heirs with the God of heaven. The glory of the kingdom of God is our portion. What the curse of sin did to us never really exempted us from dominion. In as much as we were cursed, we can still have dominion on earth. How do we know this? Some of us are heading organizations. We can decide to, um, even animals today, sorry to say, even animals still fear us. We have dominion. Jesus came to show us there's a new dimension of dominion that you can have in him. Where even in weakness, you know that you're strong. That even the devils should bow down to your name when you mention him as his son. So, are you still dwelling on the dominion that we have in Genesis? Or are you dwelling in the new dimension of dominion with Christ? Where are you? What has overwhelmed you? Baka unasema, ah, me I think hapa nimeshindwa. This one, to be honest, mchungaji siwezi. But in Christ, we can do all things. Where are you? Finally, Jesus came to show us that this world is temporary and that there's a permanent place after it. We just read in John 3.13 that no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus told his listeners towards the end of his time on earth that he will die and rise again after three days. He was going to die. He was going to rise again. This he fulfilled and went up in the clouds into heaven where he dwells even today. Do you remember Stephen? The one who was stoned to death. Stephen in 756, 7, chapter 7 of Acts, verse 56, testifies right before he dies and says, I see Alisema heaven open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. So, even after the death of Jesus, Stephen was able to see the very same Jesus. What he told us was true. That there's a place he has gone to prepare for us. The reason he's showing Stephen the place is so that we can read and know this place exists. And awaits us. 
The Apostle John, Revelation, which we read this week, chapter 1, verse 9 to 18, he describes the vision that he saw. Let me read it first. Don't even turn. Revelation 1, I'll read 9 to 18. I, John, your brother, your companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. He was in the spirit. Are you in the spirit? And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Verse 12, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. John is speaking. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. Verse 16, in his right hand, he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword, the word of God. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. Verse 17, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. We are seeing the picture of Christ in the new place. In the new heaven. Later in the book, Jesus tells us he will come again at the end of time. We know very well that he is coming. I hope and pray that you believe he is coming. Life will continue eternally in heaven. Or unfortunately in hell. That's your choice. Have you made it? Are you living your life like you know this is temporary? And I don't mean the way is it the second Thessalonian church was living. Akusema, ah, as we are waiting for the second coming of the Lord. So I'm not going to do anything. The Lord will provide. Hallelujah. How are you living today? Do you live knowing the world is temporary. That our life is just but a dot, a moment. And it may come to an end any time. The Bible says, teach me, O Lord, to number my days. One of the things I always tell our staff, now they hate it when I say this, is, Leo, you might see me here, alive and well, but tomorrow I might be no more. Hey, pastor, what am I going to Death is not known to any of us. If I asked you, do you know when you're going to see the Lord? Ah, hey, pastor. But none of us know. So are you living as though you know there is a place you're going after this? Have you accepted him into your heart? Those are the questions. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? 
And I hope you can understand that that place, that eternal place, Jesus is already there. No wonder he shows it to Stephen, to John, to testify to us that the place is for real. It's real. It's a real place. Jesus was a man who came to show us that it is very possible, even in our lowly bodies, to still do exploits in God. He came to remind us that the weaknesses in our human nature can be overcome. He came to prove to us that we can get rid of all insecurity inside of us and do what God created us to do. All he asks of us is to fight our flesh to the very end. Fight. Because you know your life depends on it. Fight like never before. He asks us to have authority over our flesh and to endure till he comes. Revelation tells us those that endure to the end will be saved. Are you in a place of endurance? Ama, have you said, come and buy and buy? Mambo yo, mambo yolo. First Timothy 4.8 tells us the following. Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. It is not okay to just look at physical training, your body, the beauty of it, the weaknesses that you have, and do not train for godliness. Subdue your flesh. Subdue it. That is the call of the believer. Romans 8.13. For those who decide, Apana, me, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. Romans 8.13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you are going to live. Do you know your weaknesses? The sins or the sin that easily besets. That one. And what are you doing about it? I'm saying, Christmas. Let me give an announcement. Some of us are thriving in our weaknesses. Some of us have dominion in weaknesses. But we need to start having dominion in the Lord. To remember that this man, he overcame. He endured to the end. This man, Jesus, who was born just like you and I, had weaknesses just like you and I. Went through every struggle just like you and I. But he overcame. Now he's our example. What are you doing about that information? Let me read for us 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. In order to keep me, Paul, from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. We all have thorns. I'm a nani yana thorn. Maybe but we all have we all have. Maybe kunamtuana. Ah, then we are together. A thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Paul is saying, three times 
Niliuliza Mungu mazee remove this from me. Take it away. But he said my grace is sufficient for you. My power, the power of heaven is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in all my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. And when Paul tells you he had difficulties, unamskiza. <laughs> and I know maybe he has difficulties of a different type, but you know what I'm trying to, to say. When I am weak, Paul finished by saying, then I am strong. Christ took all our weaknesses, all our sin, the state, and gave us life. Life. Abundant life. So my prayer for you, my request, is do not live and die in your weaknesses. Christ already died for us. The thing is to ask for that grace. Let me show you the difficulties he had. I'll finish by reading Isaiah 53. I love this portion of scripture. The other day I was talking to my friend about it. There is something you don't understand about this chapter. We had a conversation. This one I must share. Isaiah 53. I'll start from verse 2. Jesus grew up before God like a tender shoot. A root out of dry ground. He was just like any one of us. He had no beauty. This is, the, this is the word of God. Or majesty to attract us to him. This is Jesus we're talking about. You know, I had this picture of Christ. So majestic. Six foot five, you know. Akona muscles. Mse ako feet. The Bible says he had no beauty to attract us to him. Nothing. None whatsoever. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. No wonder even when guys came there, they wondered, who is a Christ here? He looked like any one of us. He was despised, verse 3. Rejected by mankind. Have you ever been despised and rejected? This is the Lord we are talking about. A man of suffering. He was familiar, hear this, with pain. That is verse 3. Jesus was familiar with pain. So what pain are you trying to say, Sasati? Ah, me, bana. Hey. You chungu mezidi. Like one, verse 3 in Maliza, from whom people hide their faces. So you know those guys in our families? Friendships. Jesus. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Those guys are not even proud of. It was him. Maybe he was the one who was going to start the new carpentry business in Bethlehem or Galilee. He decided to kuwa mchungaji. Mchungaji, you know what I'm talking about. Verse 4, surely he took up our pain. 
bore our suffering. Yet, we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray, each one of us. I dare you to say you do not sin in the house of God. We all do. Each one of us has turned to our own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of each one of us. Him, Jesus, the man of the season. He was oppressed, listen to this verse 7, and afflicted, yet he never opened his mouth. Ah, mini guza to bibaya, by the way. Drivers, you know what I'm talking about. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he never opened his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? This is the Bible telling us. Who of his generation protested? Nobody, including the church. There was a church then. Nobody talked. The temple were like, this is our problem. Nobody protested to the suffering this innocent man was going through. He was, yes, by oppression, verse 8, and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? He was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, verse 9, and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10, it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, verse 11, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. One of the turn of events, my righteous servant, who we despised, will justify many. He will bear the iniquities. Therefore, verse 12, I will give him a portion among the great. He will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he wasn't. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. What the flesh wants of us is to die. Jesus came to show us, guys, this flesh, you can overcome it. That is what we've just read. He did. We're not just talking about, uh, but we are talking about this man that was said to come and help us overcome. He came and he did it. So now we have a sure place to go to. 
So what about your flesh? Or the situation of life? Are you looking at and saying, ah, he, he normal. Jesus shows us here that you can overcome. You can overcome. I don't know what your suffering is. Are you despised? Are you rejected? Are you familiar? I love this place with pain. Jesus went through all of that. So what's your excuse? Have you turned to him and said, Jehovah, imagine um, he life me hard. I'm going through one, two, three. But I understand, Jehovah, that you are familiar with pain. That you know suffering. That you are rejected. The Bible says when they came to get him, to catch him, all the disciples disappeared. All of them. Guys he had walked with for three years. They went. The Bible is so clear to tell us that Mark, John Mark, thank God there's no Mark. Yama kuna Mark. Kuna. Actually, Alishikwa, he was in his sleeping gown, I think. Gaun ikashikwa, aka kimbia kaacha gaun. No, the way, unasambanga tuwa ha, misishikwi. He ran naked and left Jesus by himself. So he knows what being left means. What's your excuse? What have you gone through that he never did? And so my encouragement to you today, even as we finish in the house of God, don't allow the flesh, this flesh, to overwhelm you with whatever issue. Don't allow it. Go to the space of Jesus. And because he was the son of man, because he was man, God, man, and experience the same things you experience. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.